0: Welcome to In Conversation with Kathleen. I'm Kathleen Kettles, I'm a psychotherapist and I love people and their stories. In each episode, I'll be speaking with a guest about what the word success means to them. And at the end of each interview, I'll be discussing the episode with co-creator and editor, Remy. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to another episode of In Conversation with Kathleen. Today, I'm talking with Dr. Nicholas Palermo from the state of Connecticut in the USA. Nicholas was a family doctor for 25 years, realized there was more to life than medicine and became a functional medical practitioner, focusing on the mind, body and spirit of the individual. So thanks so much, Nicholas, for joining us today. So I'm going to dive straight in and ask you to tell the audience and me um, where you are today, what your life looks like and what you're doing at the moment.
1: Well, I actually, in the last years of my regular practice where I was working full time, I became a director of a family medicine residency program, and I really enjoy that. I really enjoy teaching and I'd help the young residents and students learn that there is more to medicine, just the algorithm or the paradigm that they've been taught and help them get to root causes. What is the root cause of a problem? And, you know, that root cause is the is the trilogy of mind, body and spirit. So I did that for about three and a half, four years. And then I retired from my regular practice. And now I just do consultations every morning. I do two or three consultations every morning when other doctors haven't been able to figure out how to help their patient, how to help that person who is in need. So right now, that's what I do, and at my young age of 76 years old, I still absolutely love it.
0: That's great, after all this time. And do you think the timing had to be where it was after 25 years before you kind of went into functional medicine? Do you feel that the time was right then?
1: I do think that was the right time, and the main reason for that is I was seeing so many of my own patients not doing well and said to myself, what am I missing? And what I'm missing was not addressing the mind and the spirit that each of us have. And I did a lot of searching. I've been to different places, uh, Hawaii, Central America, Africa, and realized that what was missing was what people are thinking and not trusting their heart, trying to think through their mind rather than their heart. So I, I delved into that, and that's what I do now.
0: That's brilliant. And I'm so glad that our paths crossed all those years ago. Um, So looking back then on when you were much younger and to present day, what would you say the word success means to you then?
1: You know, that's a really great question. When I was in college, I was so driven about being the best, being on top of the class, uh, making a lot of money. And I would have called it way back then, that was success. And today I don't call that success. I call success today as waking up in the morning and being happy. I call success as having friendships, having community, having partnership. I have a very lovely fiance who I have known for many years, and to me today, really, if you will, when I tell your the listeners, it's failure turned inside out. There is no such thing as failure because, as Ray Kroc said, I've never failed. I just tried and it didn't work out. So success oftentimes means if you're not successful, are you a failure? And I don't believe in that anymore. I don't believe in right or wrong or good and bad in this sense, because if you're not right, are you wrong? If you're not good, are you bad? I I look at life more or less. Will this bring me long lasting health, happiness and harmony? Well, that's where that's where many of my patients are looking for. And they're looking for the quick fix, which is the short fix, whether it's alcohol, drugs, sex. Jumping off high bridges, that's temporary and short-lived. What will bring me long-lasting health, happiness, and harmony? And what that means is, what are my real needs in life? And the other thing that I learned, as a matter of fact, you studied with John Eaton in, mm-hmm. in England as well, in reverse therapy, is that my body speaks my mind. If I'm having a bodily issue... My body only has two ways of letting me know that I have a need, and that's either to give me an emotional issue or a physical issue. So listen to your body, and if it's not functioning like that fine Porsche, then you know (laughs) that something is missing
0: there'll be light bulbs going off over people's heads across the world as they listen to that and go, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not so much a Porsche, but a battered old 1970s Fiesta, Ford Fiesta. I was like, That's a yes. British reference. I don't think you have that car over there. <laughs> but you know what I mean. But that's amazing. So how did this situation evolve? You left your role as a family doctor and went into this functional medicine. How did you get to this point? Was it happening over a period of many, many years? Or was it a moment where you thought, hang on a minute?
1: Well, I'll tell you what happened. I'm such an, in my own way, we all have our character structures and one of mine in narcissism means I have to succeed. And and I was driving myself to such a point that I was developing my own illnesses. And a good friend of mine who is now longer with us, a cardiologist friend, said to me, the only thing is you're thinking too much and you're not being enough. You're not being in the moment and your body is trying to tell you that, This is not where you want to be. And so he helped me realize that I needed to have a different direction and not to be afraid because what rules us? Fear. Fear is our big enemy, if you will. Just like, geez, I was a little frightened that I'd be on the podcast with you today. And so he helped me with bioenergetic analysis and gestalt and the reverse therapy and the other things to understand that the only thing that's holding me back is my mind. It's what I'm thinking. So I developed the rule with my patients that feelings are healings and thinking is stinking. Mm -hmm. So live in the moment and what am I feeling and what do I need? So that's what I did. I left that and slowly evolved after lots of other search into this is what I need for me. And since that time, I have been extremely healthy. My blood pressure is now normal. At my age, I'm still very active and very, Mm -hmm. very into community. And I I surround myself with friends because I realize that I'm not a rock and I need other people. So I think it was an evolution and with lots of help from others and healthy help. I used Mm -hmm. to like to drink a lot. I don't do that. I had a lot of other, let's say, unhealthy habits that I don't have anymore, and I stopped listening to what my mind was saying and tuned into more what my heart was saying.
0: Brilliant, that's great. And so, would you say, you know, I, when I ask my guests, what was your biggest obstacle that you had to overcome? Was it your own mindset? Then it sounds like that was the, Absolutely. the biggest it obstacle. It was my mindset.
1: It was my mindset. You know, I, I uh, working with Doctor Eaton, and he talks about head and mind. And working with my Buddhist friends, they talk about monkey mind. So I developed the thing about shut the duck up. It is the duck or the head mind or the ego or the monkey mind that sabotages us. Mm-hmm. And we need to stop listening to this, which I'm pointing to my head <laughs> and to my heart. And that's where I help a lot of people. And I know I know Kathleen, that's what you do too, because mm-hmm. you're you're saying that your symptoms you have telling you to start stop doing what you're doing here and start doing something else
0: so that's
1: what it is don't listen to the mind all the time
0: yeah that's great and that internal dialogue during the transition from that secure family doctor practice to then the functional medicine was there a bit of self-sabotaging internal dialogue that was not helpful for you what was that like
1: my my head mind my monkey mind my duck is so self sabotage. Not only did it help me in, hurt me in relationships, it hurt me how I was with my previous partners, with my own family, and mostly with me because nobody could beat me up better than me. So sabotaging myself was rather easy, and the real key is to d- develop a whole bunch of tools to stop it and that's what I got into. I do everything whether it's from yoga or Tai Chi or Qigong or mindful meditation. I use mantras. If, you're, if your client's ever seen the Hawaiian mantra, Ho'oponopono, it's I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. I love access consciousness which is uh, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And really what it means is I choose to destroy and uncreate these thoughts that make me anxious, Mm -hmm. that make me frightened, that make me fearful. Mm -hmm. And I think there are so many things out there and all we need to do is use the tools. So Mm -hmm. that's what I do almost on a daily basis.
0: You know, that's interesting. You say all we have to do is use the tools. But oh boy, is that ever hard to do? So how how do you make yourself? Is it simply by drawing comparisons about how you feel when you don't use the tools to how you feel when you do? Because a lot of people I know who are listening will know some of these tools, but they are kind of stuck. They're just stuck and they can't move forward.
1: They get stuck because the duck tells them, why do it? You've survived with me for this long. Why why go to something else? And the key is, are you truly happy, healthy, and is your life in harmony with where you're at, with what you're doing now? And then I say it's your choice because no matter what, it comes down to your choice, right? It comes down (laughs) to your choice. So let's try it together. So I go through that with them. And I also let them know that the only thing to fear really is nothing because fear is only if something actually is happening to you at that moment. And 99.99% no, nothing's, I feel it. That's true. Yet nothing is happening to me. I went to a Buddhist once, which I liked about because I. she said, I, I, can't, I cannot meditate. I said, I couldn't meditate. So I went to a Buddhist and I said, can you please teach me how to meditate? And he says, no. I go, what do you mean? I says, I want to silence my mind. He says, I've never done that. So I said to him, I says, well, how do you meditate then? He says, it's not what you think. Meaning it's not about going to a silent place. It's about changing the thought pattern that you're in now. So I said, what do you do? And he's in America. And he said, this is what I do. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a dream. And it blew me away. I go, I don't have to silence my mind. (laughs) No, just change your thought. It's sort of like Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. All mm-hmm. oh, really, really great. So, so it is practice. And I also teach them the emotional freedom technique, which is the tapping technique. Mm-hmm. I send them to people that do EMDR. I send them to someone like yourself that does has a plethora of helpful hints. Yet nothing will help a patient until they help themselves.
0: Oh, hallelujah to that. That is so true. And I think that's where, in my own practice, I've expressed myself very constructively to the patient who says, yes, but, yes, but, yes, but. And I'm going, oh, you are going to win the yes, but medal of the year exactly. if you say that one more time. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so, so, yeah, I teach them a little neuro-linguistic program is those words that aren't helpful to you. And that is certainly one of them. But, yeah, but, how about? I tell them the only butt I want to know about is the one they're sitting on. And the rest of them, I don't want to hear. Yet, if you think about the words we use and how it limits us and puts us in corners, is right and wrong, good and bad, should, should not, ought, ought not, have to, must, always, never. I mean, if you look at each of those things, they're limiting because they aren't true. Oh, my mother always. Well, no, she didn't always, but maybe 95%. Okay, so what about the other 5%? So I let them know that even the language they're using puts them in a place of fear, puts them in a corner. And you know what success is for them, is realizing that aha moment, that that's the truth. The truth is it's they're the limiting factor, not the world.
0: Mm -hmm. Gosh, yeah, that must strike some people pretty hard, I think. You know, when When people realize they're in their own way, they are blocking their own way. In a session, and you'll know this more than me, probably, that when you see that moment happening, it can be really moving, that clarity that suddenly appears. And sometimes they laugh and sometimes they cry because they go, oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, no. But then it's lovely because, you know, you're going to then teach them step by step by step what they can do differently to get out of that that place and you know
1: you know what I do when they even say yes you're right I say no I'm not yet I may be on a healthier track for you yeah because I I get rid of that right and wrong thing again you know and, and it's like no hold on hold on this is just it, it's a journey it's not an end point this is a process and it's progress yet it's not the end point it's really important for them to know they're not alone and that it is a journey that it isn't an end point And that they are more powerful, if you will, than the head mind, the duck, the monkey mind. And we are. That's the other thing. We are. And they do things to themselves, which I am fortunate enough somehow to have learned. There's no criticism. There's no judgment. There's none of that. There's no comparison. It's for you. You stop criticizing. You stop judging. You stop doing that. And that's your road. And the other thing that I want to mention about how to help patients and success for each of those, is that sometimes talking won't do it. They need to have an active movement. And exercises, certain specific exercises can help relieve what the person is going through. You know, the the adult hardly ever does like a two-year-old. What does a healthy two-year-old do when they're scared, right? They run to mom or dad, they reach out for help. And what do they do if they're sad? They cry for two minutes. And what do they do? If they're angry, they have a temper tantrum for two minutes. If adults would do that in healthy ways, I can't tell you how many people's progress is quicker.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm with you. I mean, I think even the the thing about playing, you know, like going outside and and playing a game, kicking a football around, you know, these things we restrict ourselves from doing because we feel silly or whatever, but we just have to lose ourselves a bit, you know, emotionally and have freedom to do these silly things which are actually really healthy and health promoting and liberating. So yeah, I completely, I'm completely with you. Can I ask you then? Obviously what you mentioned about success, what that meant to you when you were in college is quite different to where you are today. But even back then and progressively throughout your life, have you always known you would succeed?
1: no i didn't know i always succeed, if you will as a matter of fact i had lots of doubts because one of the reasons was that other people from where i grew up which was a very low middle class family was that i i couldn't succeed because because of my socioeconomic class because i wasn't smart enough the only time that i knew that i would succeed really was after my divorce and all the money was gone and i was just a struggling young doctor I walked down the street, was walking down the street and saw a penny. When I picked up the penny and the penny said to me, you'll never be without money. And I have no idea where that moment came from or how it came from that moment on. I did not. And that's because I let go of the other things that are attached to it. And so now I didn't always know I would succeed as either being a physician Um or have financial means or anything along that line. And the school I went to also taught me something else, that I will always try. So even when it's the toughest time, you still try. And I came with an adage that I don't use the term quit. Mm -hmm. You don't quit. You may not get to the goal that you had hoped for, Yet yeah, you don't quit, you just change directions. It's a hell of a roller coaster ride. Well, let's take it, let's see the twists and turns, and let's have some more, you know, straighter things. But that's what life is it's a roller coaster ride.
0: It is, really, it really is. And I want to, because we're friends, and I can say this to you the T word is like banned from my therapeutic sessions. When people say, I'll try that, I go, do not be trying, just be doing. Just do yes. it and see what happens. Just do yes, it. Sir. Don't say to me, do not come to me next week and say, well, I was going to try. And then, oh. no, do it, do it, do it. And then tell me how how you felt afterwards. and what the I agree. Yeah, good. Because you yeah. said try. And I was like, no, Nicholas, you're not going to use that in my podcast. <laughs> I, you
1: know, I do get that. That was what the college thing. So that's why the same thing. I do I am or I I am. Yeah. I am, I have. Mm-hmm. I live in the moment, which means even if I don't have something, I'm saying that I do. Yeah,
0: good. Oh, this is lovely.
1: That's a a great uh, clarification of that. Mm -hmm.
0: No, that's really cool. So if you witnessed a friend or loved one going through your journey, pick any point on that journey, not obviously where you are now because things are going so tremendously well for you, what would you say to them? What guidance would you give them?
1: I love you. I care for you. I'm here for you. How can I be a support to you? Nothing more to say because, you know, if I feel the love, then it comes across in a whole different way. It's so important to know that we're not alone Mm -hmm. and we're not the only ones that have gone through this. Isn't it important to know that we're not alone?
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And I think when we meet clients or patients, they often feel that they are completely unique in their experience, that it is completely... And of course, in in many ways, it is unique because it's their lived experience. But when someone can hear what you've just said, that I've done this, I know what you're talking about, in that moment, that can just be such a weight off their shoulders. And it is that feeling of being isolated, being completely on your own, that is devastating for humans. You no, know, absolutely.
1: And the other thing a lot of humans, you talk about how a person becomes successful, is that we all need human touch, healthy human touch. And so many people haven't had that. And so how do how do we get that too? That's why I do use any sort of community, healthy community thing they know about, whether it's a synagogue or a church or just a group or a discussion group. We need to do that in order to quiet our minds and to have ourselves. So I'm in agreement with you.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Nicholas. Tell me, I want to ask you about where people can find you, if they want to come and work with you. Can you give us some contact details?
1: Actually, right now, I limit it so much and my practice is so full. I don't think right now I could handle any more clients. (laughs) That's okay.
0: Well, listen, this has been an absolute joy to speak to you. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to speak to us. It's really been a a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks so much.
2: Well, it was great to meet Nicholas. Really interesting what you had to say and obviously has different pieces of wisdom from many different places and that he was pulling together and a lot of catchphrases easy to digest and I can imagine when he's working with patients that can be quite useful for them to go away with and well he said some of the similar things that other guests have said like um, success being um, happiness and peace in in life and having community and he mentioned that a couple of times um, that he's kind of a sense of community is really important and he, he talks about that with his Uh, patience as well um there's so many different schools of thought that he's drawing from as well I kind of had to write them all down to to have a look because some of them I hadn't heard of but yeah Yeah. really interesting
0: it was interesting I I like the fact as well that it's all evolved for him what the word success means you know as a student in school he was all about the career development, financial security, and all of that. And then again, it's evolved. Now, we hear this a lot in this podcast, don't we, about the evolving meaning of success, which I really, really enjoyed. But also the, the transition from being a family doctor to a practitioner of functional medicine. That idea of being so holistic and pulling on all different aspects of his learning I mean, he must be such a gift to go and see as a patient because he's he's really listening and teaching you, which mm. is great. And when I met him in, in Brazil, I was with a group of four people, I think, four or five five of us, and he was in a group, I think there was four, three or four of them, and he stood out as somebody who had real kind heart, compassionate, a warmth. I was very drawn to speak to him, and and then we just maintained our friendship when he came to London I met him in London when he came to to train in reverse therapy with with Dr John Eaton and and myself and yeah we've not not lost touch we've had gaps in our friendship but he's somebody who when you connect with him you just think this is someone who's special I don't want to lose touch with this person and
2: I'm sure his patients probably feel the same way and to receive a type of treatment that is so well it's all about yeah mind body and spirit that is really important and and he was talking about family doctors kind of tending to focus on the body but then also he was talking about the reverse therapy concepts as well Mm -hmm. of of head mind and body mind which yeah yeah which was interesting as well and the catchphrases he had with that was um, (laughs) things are healing thinking is stinking
0: yeah that was funny yeah I liked hearing him talk about People, need just stop listening to their head all the time and listen to their heart. If there's something wrong with you physically, what is it that's not being addressed? What are you not doing? There's no harmony there. Is it making me happy? Is it harmonious for me? You know, because that's the way the body communicates. And yeah, it was just really good to hear him again and speak to him. And you can feel how engaging he is. And when you're speaking with him, you really find yourself hanging on his every word, actually.
2: Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah, really interesting mm-hmm. to listen to, and and the final thing that I will take away is that row your boat, that <laughs> story. <laughs> that was a because, good one. because yeah, I think there is a there is a preconception about meditation for people who don't do it. That's like, oh, I'm going to have to clear my mind, and I've worked with people who've who've sort of said. I can't do it I I have thoughts and I can't get rid of them and I was the same I actually got more stressed when I started meditating because I thought this isn't working why can't I clear my mind but yeah just kind of changing the way you're thinking and for that little mantra to go around
0: it just goes to show that any mantra will do Mm. just taking that time 20 minutes or whatever of just repeating that in your head and sitting still you're reprogramming that mind and coming into a more settled and peaceful place so yeah that was funny i liked that <laughs> that was really good well thanks remy for another lovely episode yeah, I appreciate thank it thanks for listening to in conversation with kathleen i really hope you enjoy listening as much as i enjoy making these episodes in the hope that someone else benefits from listening to the show please like subscribe and share I look forward to seeing you again next time. Thanks for listening.